0: Tyson and Bites Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. Tyson and Bites Podcast. Tyson and Bites pod, pod,
1: Podcast pod, Podcast 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 okay then that's all because the rest of it is i think it's also like some um, for for right that was mercedes martinez's old theme right at yeah. some
2: point there was a there was okay. definitely an air horn i feel like there was definitely <laughs> yeah. some horn in there i love that theme new theme good like that theme
1: Welcome to another episode of Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and the hilarity that it deserves. Man, I am talking fast. I am two coffees in. Let's fucking do this. I'm Tinder and Smarks, (laughs) Danielle (laughs) Radford. Uh, And I'm joined today by my fellow member of the Nation of Conversation, Kelkster Loomis, Lindsay Kelk. I'll take it. I mean, I've been called so much worse. Like he's hot. <laughs> I know he's creepy, but he's hot. So he's like... creepy and hot. Oh, I should have said just the two of us because Hal is uh, Pod Dad is out today. Um, but we've got we've got our kelk. We're doing good. Um, we should get the bummer news out of the way. WWE went on their post WrestleMania Firefest. fest. For some reason this year, I don't know why. I didn't fucking see it coming. Maybe I just thought that they would wait until it wasn't literally. The anniversary of the last time
2: they did it? No, do it as a special treat. You know, it's like, get it out of the way. (laughs) Now we can expect it. Now it's like the opposite of ice cream Christmas. It's like, you just had your ice cream Christmas. Here is gruel Wednesday. Like, (laughs) no. Like... No good. Yeah, no eat your me- you. You
1: don't get any pudding until you eat your meat. And so I guess the meat is you don't have a job anymore, which is bummer. Like there's really good talent that was let go. We let go of Billy Kay and Peyton Royce, which hit hard. Samoa fucking Joe. That one's weird.
2: That one's weird. I feel like I got this news yesterday when I was recovering from my second vaccine. So I was not entirely rational of thought. But I have to be honest. I'm the i might be the evil devil's advocate in this one where i'm like eh, it's a business you know i hate to be that mm. person and the thing is like okay so realistically honestly from a personal standpoint i don't want to see anyone lose their job ever yeah ever yeah. um that makes me sad i hate to see people lose their job i hate to see people especially a job but it's like a dream it's like you don't want to lose your dream when you've worked so hard to get it so yeah. i fully empathize with the humans involved in this but at the same time, I just think maybe I've been a wrestling fan long enough to know, I know who WWE is and what WWE is. Mm-hmm. And I'm realistic about it now. They don't they don't care. They're a business. They have a bottom line. And one bottom line doesn't necessarily feed into another. If you are signing people, you gotta fire people. You've made a ton of money from selling your network. That doesn't mean you spend that money on keeping people around who aren't working. Some people that were let go weren't working because creative failed them, in our view, as fans. So it was weird, the Samoa Joe thing is, I have to assume there's more to it than just he was released. We don't know. It's all speculation until he does a podcast, right? So.
1: Oh, they're all getting ready for podcasts. They're they, coming.
2: <laughs> they're coming.
1: People are already like, I can't wait to, for you to see my side of the story. And it's, it's from people who, and again, like, yeah, not to be like cruel or anything, but it's one of those things where it's like, you got to kind of understand where you are in the hierarchy of wrestling. Like, yeah, all of you are going to run to podcasts. Some of you might start your own. I don't know. I guess just like, I'm, I'm, I'm. It does get for the people who announce that they have something to say. It does, it did make me immediately more interested in them than
2: I was before they announced that they had a story. You know, I mean, I'm, I, I know Tucker says he has something to tell me, but I'm like, I don't, I don't know if I need to hear it because I've heard it. I've heard at this point, I've heard every variation on the theme of why WWE did me wrong, why Wrestle Daddy did me wrong. Mm-hmm. And it's like either take it to AEW and tell those people, because they seem to be the people most interested in hearing that story, or just say something and move on. like I the the iconics both posted statements that I thought oh, were lovely. excellent and well written and considerate and very forward thinking in terms of their future careers because they were super positive and respectful and thankful in a way that I might not be able to be if I was let go from my dream job, especially when people think you drop the ball on my career. And I'm not- I'm not someone who was always the biggest Iconics fan and I know I was an outlier in that, like, I sometimes found their work to be grating, I found their characters annoying a lot of the time and that's just a personal take, like, but I appreciated them and I respect what they were able to do and it's a shame But then I look at who's champion at WWE now, who are the women's champions and where we're moving forward. And then I'm like, well, maybe that's why the Chelsea Greens and the Iconics characters aren't there because they don't fit into their future plans. I don't know. Yeah, we don't know. Have we learned anything else that we don't know what their plan is? You know, we were all very mad that Bianca Belair was sent up without ever getting that NXT Women's Champion. We were all very worried about what they were going to do with Bianca Belair. And in their defense, I never even would have guessed they would do this. I wouldn't have even dared hope for this. So it sucks that people lost their jobs. I'm sad for those people. I wish them all the best. I can't wait to see where they all end up. And I hope this ends up being a good thing for them. Mm -hmm. But I'm I'm just not shocked anymore. Like, I'm not. When it happened last year, it was so shocking just because it was like, Fucking now, right? Exactly. You don't fire a million people at the beginning of what ended up being more than a year of them not being able to work. You know, like that is a shitty thing to do. This is just a oh, they're do, they're clearing house again. You know, I I, I think get used to it. I, how is anyone surprised? I think it was the names that made
1: people more surprised. But I will say to your point. It is looking much better out there for re- for indie wrestling right now. Right, there've been a bunch of shows. There are places. Whereas last year when it happened, it was like, "Fuck, well, where are they going to go? They're yeah. all gonna they're all gonna get snapped up yes. by somebody."
2: Yes, exactly. I, if, I mean, I, I, we all know how I feel about this, but it's like, um, excuse me, Uncle Tony, uh, we got a women's division packaged for you here, if you would like it. Would you like to sign the women's division package that has suddenly become available? I feel like I'm calling him up and being like, I have a, I have a second chance option for you uh, <laughs> on these three incredibly. Four, if you count Mickey James, but I also kind of. This sounds really mean. I didn't know Mickey James was still there. I thought she was on like a Legends contract who just popped up every so often. Mm. But I feel like Mickey James can work wherever she wants, whenever she wants. Like, Mickey's gonna yep. work. Chelsea Green is someone who never even got started in WWE and I don't say that as an insult.
1: No, her NXT not. character so
2: was good. very confusing, it never really landed and then they took her out immediately. Mm. They took her out before she could even start and I think it's really unfortunate that she got injured as often as she did and as badly as she did because we knew they had plans for her, they had talked about their plans for her, storylines for her were revealed mm. and unfortunately in the time that she was out injured Things moved on drastically, you know, like Becky got pregnant, came and went, Rhea came up, Bianca's come up, like so much happened that now the storylines I had for her aren't relevant in their long-term planning. So someone sat down and said, she doesn't fit our game plan anymore, you know, and that sucks for her. But seeing what they're doing with their women's division now makes me really curious to see what their game plan is.
1: And yeah, I know she'll definitely she's gonna get snapped up. And if nothing else, like this can be one of those days where someone someone from this group who got who got uh, future endeavored, someone from this group who got let go, they will be back in WWE within yeah. two years.
2: Don't yeah. know who it's gonna be, but it's yeah. gonna be one of them. Yeah, my money's on Billy Kay because I love her the most. <laughs> I love <laughs> Billy Kay so much. I love her so much,
1: so much. All right, so now to to, to move away from you know all of the feelings that I have um (laughs) because i uh i'm filled with feelings um so this is our first week with aew and nxt they're not going head to head anymore the ratings have shown that it's been like a smart decision for them i just love that like vince has people to answer for and and uh you do the smart thing and moving it was definitely the smart thing for me how did it feel for you lindsay so now you can just watch one thing a night and you're not having to like
2: pick and choose which Ugh. one you're you're gonna it do it was so nice to not have to watch four hours of wrestling on a wednesday um yeah i i'm fine with it like i don't love NXT being on a tuesday just because uh, the thing is last week it was so hard to tell because i'd watched wrestling every day for over a week and i was right. a wrestled out Uh, So it was a really hard one to stay fully engaged with. But overall, I'm so happy. Like, I would love for it to not be on a Tuesday just because I don't like it being that early in the week. I like it later in the week, but that's because I'm a baby and baby has opinions. Uh, I'm sure by the end of this, I'll be thrilled that it's on a Tuesday. I'm just glad it's not up against AEW anymore. And I mean that not in the competitive sense, in a scheduling sense. I just don't need two shows on one day. I don't. Even if I don't choose to watch AEW all the time, I don't want to have to watch them both on the same night.
1: One of the many good things that happened, we had a bit of a post-mania surprise energy where it's like things are happening, which we'll talk about that later, but we didn't get that from Raw, which is interesting.
2: because doesn't now the Cruiserweight champion. He is. He is. That's so I, great. I think it makes perfect sense. Uh, Santos doesn't need it anymore. La Legado does not need a belt to carry the menace that they have worked so hard for. I actually think move them up into a main event picture against Karrion Cross. He's had, they've teased a Santos Escobar Karrion Cross thing. So I say go for it because I think those three are fucking great. Yeah. And that's a good feud because he's not going to win it, but I think that's a good feud for Karrion as a starter feud, you know, I think that could be good. Time boy versus spooky boy. I like it. Exactly. And Kushida is so overdue recognition in the form of a belt which we talked about last week I'm like I am pumped to see Kushida holding a belt even if it's that one um yeah. but it, arguably <laughs> I think uh, Santos made it seem very important and I think that mm-hmm. ladder match takeover again made it seem even more important I'm sad that I'm not going to see him on 205 live because fu- I'm not fucking watching 205 I'm not doing it you can't make me watch 205 live <laughs> you I will not do it so I look forward to seeing him defend it on NXT sometimes but I'm happy for him and I think it's the smart and correct move
1: I am I'm gonna start I say this every year around mania it's like mania is my new year's where everything resets and I start giving myself my new year's resolutions (laughs) so my new mania's resolutions are I'm gonna try to to, to watch some 205 live because I know that that's where a lot of like the weird stuff can go
2: while they're testing it out and yeah. uh mama and you, can know what's some you know it's good you know it's good because you know the talent yeah. that's on it like i see the talent on the promos i'm like that's where drew gulak's at like this is where the fun stuff <laughs> is happening but i I don't have that hour in my week right now yeah but, it might you might know, swap for something else <laughs> this, exactly i'm like i'm kind of giving up on AEW. so maybe i find that hour maybe i will find that hour we shall see
1: We also had an intergender tag match, whoop, whoop, and it was the way, whoop, whoop, against Bronson Reed, Ember, Shotzi, and Dexter Loomis, with Loomis (laughs) carrying away Indy
2: Hartwell. I mean, what a (laughs) gift. That moment was a gift to all of us. When she looked up over his shoulder, I was so happy. I was so happy. It gave me a cre-
1: like the creepy version of officer and a gentleman vibes.
2: <laughs> like, what was that? Take my breath
1: away? Was that officer? Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just Aww. like hearing
1: it in the background while he's carrying her out. Instead I'm of an officer myself. and a
2: gentleman, it's just a wrestler and a wrestler. And I think that's fine. <laughs> like, that's it's, nice.
1: It's so much better. It's so she much is better. so much fun, both in in the way and in in the group. But then every
2: time she starts talking about Dexter Lumis, I'm like. I, I get it, girl. Yeah. I like oh, it. I loved it when they made the eye contact and then Candace came to like hit her in the nose with a newspaper like a naughty dog and was like, no, no, <laughs> stop it. And I was like, this is so great. Candace plays that mom role so great. I yes. just thought the whole match was super fun. We got some intergender stuff. We did get some like Candace beating up some big boys stuff, which is always fun. Of course, the Faces were going to win. It was, a, it was a fun shenanigans match. The Faces had to win, but I'm not mad at it in any way. It puts us back for a Bronson-Reed-Johnny rematch, which I'm excited for because their match mm-hmm. was great. And I do think Bronson's going to make a good North American champion when he gets that opportunity. I feel like that's a cert at some point in his career. I think he'll be great. I love him. I love him on the Twitter, you guys. I think he's just such a good human. Is he a good Twitterer? He's I a good out human. He's not Let like... Let me take f- some notes. I wouldn't say he's like a fun Twitterer, but he's very much a fuck you bad people Twitterer. Ooh. like he's very much a call it as he sees it like what the fuck are you talking about like you know he likes a vaccine and he likes people being nice to each other and doesn't understand dickheads and he's very happy to say I don't get why you're being a dick and I do really really appreciate him for being irrational <laughs> what world do we live in when I am applauding <laughs> someone for rational behavior on social media that um, I like him I think he would be like a good human to know Uh, Mm. and I respect it and I do think his in-ring ability has just gotten better and better and better loves it loves it something else that I
1: someone that I love so much Taya Valkyrie is now official she is now Frankie Monet she debuted and her little dog too (laughs) (laughs) and her little dog too (laughs) I love Taya Valkyrie so much I am like drafting so many different, like, I can't wait for her to wrestle Candice. I can't wait for her to wrestle Mercedes. I can't wait, like, I can't wait for her and Raquel. I can't, like, all of these things, like, all of these possibilities Mm -hmm. have just opened up, and it has made me, like, it's almost like, right now with her, the only thing that they could do wrong is not let me see her bash someone's face into something. You know what I mean? That's <laughs> yeah, only, no, I know. That's the only thing they can do wrong. I want to see her make people eat that mat with that modified chicken wing fucking face buster. Like, I yeah, want seems to fair. see it. That's literally the only thing that they could do for me with her because,
2: like, there, there's so many, there's so much talent on there that would do so well oh, with... The women's roster is stacked right now. And I know it's, we say this every time, but every time where people go up from NXT Women's Division, we panic and I panic. And I'm like, oh my God, what are we left with? We're left with people from the locker room I don't recognize. And now it's like, oh no, shit, we have like a million great women. We have Tony Storm back there not doing that much right now. We have mm. Mercedes, we've got Eo, we've got Raquel, we've got Dakota, we've got Candice. Now we've got Taya Valkyrie as well. And then you've got the mid-card roster as well where you've got Casey and Caden and Xia mm. just, all these women now we've got zoe stark she's putting in such a great showing coming up that doesn't even mention ember and shotzi it's like oh my god that roster is like (laughs) ridiculously stacked my only concern is where they fit everyone in but it's not really a worry for me at nxt because nxt has shown that they can do this they have proven they have the ability to tell multiple stories and make them all matter i cannot wait to see what she's going to do i really hope the little doggy comes every week Yes. Um, I'm a big fan of his work. I thought he did a great job in his promos, running in the <laughs> right directions. Uh, I think Taya might need to rethink the heels because she can't walk in them. That's her decision, you know? <laughs> I, if she chooses to wear tiny stilts instead of shoes, that is her decision,
1: and I stand by it. Just going to Raw, it was interesting. I wonder if having this two-night WrestleMania has kind of taken the steam out of that, like, crazy manic Monday Night Raw. Yeah. Because um, we didn't get a lot of that energy this year. But, like, I didn't mind it. Mm-hmm. I was so tired from from <laughs> all of... From, I, like, it, it's a good tired. It's a, yeah. like, you know... It's not it's a go-sleep-sleeps.
2: Post- not a go-sleep-sleeps. It's not like, no sleep we've sleeps. been watching the wrestles for so long. It's so long. <laughs> I know they had said they wanted to take the air out of Roraftomania somewhat. Because Vince got Mm -hmm. mad. (laughs) Vince was upset that we made it our thing instead of his thing. (laughs) There was not an opportunity for Beach Ball Mania this year. So if ever you were going to make a big deal out of it, it was this year. When there were no Beach Balls in attendance. It felt a little flat. And instead of having debuts, we had returns. Mm -hmm. I know what summer you are thinking. Oh, Charlotte, it's just one Wrestlemania.
1: Oh, Charlotte, you've been on five Wrestlemanias. No.
2: I am a franchise player. I am a genuine superstar, and what I do in this ring is sacred. And she's heel again, so yay! I like heel, Charlotte.
1: I don't know why they. I mean, look, you try different things on different people to see what's going to hit. Some people transition to that face really well. Charlotte never like. I'm trying to think if she's ever worked for me as a heel or as a face, and I'm don't. You know, I think it's one of those things where it's like. It's fun when it's a, when it's a surprise that someone switches and they're so good. Like with Bailey, I never thought mm-hmm. that she would make a great mm-hmm. heel, and she is fucking killing it. yeah. But with Charlotte, it's always like, yeah, but like the best I think that I can hope for Charlotte is a tweener. So going back yes. to being a heel makes me really, yeah. really
2: excited because yeah, I, d- I just don't see it. It's like, I love Sasha, but I often don't see it for her as a place. No. I didn't mind it against Lacey because I hated Lacey more. And I think that's the only time it works. <laughs> it's like you hate the other person more than you could yes. possibly hate that person. I'm pumped to see her and Rhea work together because the matches will be amazing. I'm not thrilled to see Rhea lose it real quick. Like, I would love Rhea to hold that belt for a while. uh, At least to SummerSlam. At least to
1: SummerSlam. At least till SummerSlam.
2: SummerSlam, Because she really ought to just decimate the division. That would be my plan would just be have Rhea murder everyone to death until SummerSlam. Make Charlotte do the same thing. Have the two of them just tear through the roster until they are the only (sighs) two standing. And then if you must put it back on Charlotte, I'm not mad about it because I think that's a good long-term legacy storyline Rhea versus Charlotte the two of them can be each other's nemesis you know it can be like Rhea can never quite best her never quite best her never quite best her and then when she does the payoff Mm. will be insane and we will always remember that Rhea that Charlotte beat Rhea at her Wrestlemania debut and took her NXT belt that has to pay off like five years down the line where Rhea takes Charlotte's championship, you know? Because
1: the story is very much, it's a great story that they're telling, but the story is very much like... uh Rhea is young and cocky and so okay, sometimes she isn't, she, she's too cocky yeah. and she's not as measured or controlled or whatever. Can you imagine when the story becomes like, oh no, I'm not a rookie anymore?
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I think honestly, for me, long-term booking, long-term armchair booking, this is Charlotte's <laughs> like goodbye storyline for me. Like if I'm booking Charlotte's retirement storyline six, seven years from now and with women's careers, it's so much harder to predict this stuff than men's. And that's just a true fact. Because if she wants to leave to have kids, she's out for at least a year. And maybe when yeah. women leave to have kids, they don't come back. Because it's really fucking hard on your bodies, people. Like, and it's no insult to say a woman leaves to have a family. That would be an amazing storyline for the two of them. I want to see it play out over time. Not over now in SummerSlam.
1: You know? <laughs> like, I want
2: to see that go.
1: I feel like, uh, and good for us kudos. I don't know what it is in the last two years, but all wrestling fans, but particularly me. <laughs> so I'm going to, I'm going to sniff my own butt here for a second. Um, we've gotten way better. I think at the, let's see what, like with certain things, not with some things where it's like, no, like there's no good reason why that's happening. But like with storyline stuff, I think we've gotten a lot better with, you know, let's just
2: wait. Cause we don't know what else is going on. And I am fucking proud of us. I'm proud I... of ours. You know what? That's a skill I learned from one Mr. Open Mike Eagle. I remember one time mm. on the pod, he said, I'm going to stop reading the dirt sheets. I'm going to stop reading the rumors and I'm just going to wait and see. And I was like, that's a good idea, isn't it? Let's stop ruining this thing that we love. Uh, <laughs> and it, it, like, it was genuinely a thought that had never occurred to me that I didn't have to engage in the rumors and the bullshit and the speculation and that I could just be like, Wait, I've loved this thing for years. Um, There's a reason for that. Maybe I just (laughs) trust him and let him tell me stories. And sometimes I'll like the stories and sometimes I won't. But then I get to come and talk about them with my friends. Uh, Yes, please. So, (laughs) yay, Oz. And thank you, Mr. Mr. Eagle.
1: I like it. I like it so much. So now we're going to get to some more AEW where there were
2: two women's matches. I thought I was delirious. Like I got my shot that day. And I was like, <laughs> "Am I okay? Did I imagine this?" But no, there were two women's matches. Wow. Neither Ugh. of them. Neither of them featured the champion. But wow. All right, so Lindsay, you know what that means. I do. It means I have to talk about it, because I you asked for a thing, and they gave me the thing, and now I have to fucking talk about it. Um, Lindsay, what's going on with the AEW Women's what Division? What is going on with the AEW <laughs> Women's Division? A grand question. Um, I don't know. I guess maybe they're giving their women, a, they're giving divas a chance? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I've heard that's worked for other companies, so... There was two matches. There was uh, Jade Cargill versus Red Velvet in a rematch. And, they're, well, like, they're, they've, they've, they've tangled before, but now they're tangling together. And then we had the return of Chris Statlander versus Amber Nova, which is a lovely generic name. Um, and I, I, <laughs> I was like, oh, that's a good one. Well done. That's come straight out of the wrestling name generator, and it's cool. <laughs> but, yeah, they were both, like, pretty good matches. Jade is just gonna be amazing i really do i look at her and i'm just like look at all that money stood right there she fixed the hair which i asked again and she did it um (laughs) and she looks insane and her skills are getting better and better every week i think dustin is doing i think it's dustin who's doing a lot of the training with the women they are coming on in leaps and bounds red velvet looks so good i thought it was a really well-told match Uh, You know Scrappy plucky underdog In Red Velvet Who just threw everything She had Mm. At this beast At this hot beast At a beautiful beast and You know we love A beautiful beast On this show We love A beast with a face Oh shut up Beast with a face And if that's not What that is I don't know But I thought Red Velvet did a really good job Of playing that role To perfection Of being like No I'm not gonna take this You've been putting me down Putting me down I'm gonna fucking give you Everything I've got But it's just not enough Because she's a beast. There's a part of my heart that that weeps for the fact we'll never have a Raquel Gonzalez, Rhea Ripley, Jade Cargill triple threat. Uh, But never say never. (laughs) So Mm. who knows? She also strikes me as someone who will go where the money is. Maybe we'll get that one day. But I thought that was a good match. And then the reintroduction of Chris Statlander. You know, I love her. She boops people on the nose. She's an alien. She looks great. She's in great shape. It was a perfectly functional match. They, I feel like they're hinting at her taking on Sheeta next. It was mentioned on commentary that she pins Sheeta, So, mm. you know, they're dropping those hints. I don't love that they're packaging her in with best friends because, as I've mentioned, um, it's this close to best friends and now a faction, you know? And I'm like, oh, another faction? <laughs> I'm like, she doesn't get her own music? You're reintroducing her and she's coming out to Orange Cassidy's music, which I realize you paid a lot of money for. But like, let the woman stand on her own, please. Um, But that's just a personal preference issue. I'm pumped to see her back. I love her. I think she's one of the biggest talents they have. So yeah, this is exciting.
1: For reals, though. For reals, though. Yeah, no, I definitely like that Jade versus Red. Like, oh, put it in my veins. Give me more. Because of course, I was going to watch the Woman of Color named after color match
2: like it was gonna (laughs) jade versus (laughs) red i was gonna say at least they weren't named after food but red velvet is named after food that's the thing we've got to stop doing people calling people of color after food Gotta suck. I doing think it. she loves
1: it. I'm gonna assume it was hers. I want um, to believe that she's but, into it,
2: but in general, that's a thing we do with our culture. Um, and it, it's, just, oh, it it's really weird is.
1: Thing. I can't tell you how many different uh, lines of makeup I am chocolate in <laughs> chocolate,
2: cocoa, caramel, Mocha, Mocha. Cafe I Deleuze. mean, These are your options, and they're the only ones. So, like, <laughs> let's stop. Let's just stop saying that people of color are food. Uh, and dehumanizing them. But like, anyway,
1: moving on. <laughs> but yeah, so that was great. Uh, what did, so what have you thought about Christian Cage so far?
2: Do you know? I, so I love Christian. I, I would like that. Yes. entered into record. Uh, I will pull up Facebook memories, if need be, from the late 2000s when I saw him at a live show. i got very excited at a house show at Madison Square Garden. Um, I just... I'm I'm waiting on it cuz this feels a little bit too close to one more match Christian mm. for my liking the outwork everyone I'm like sure but like can you can you can you do some work like I saw that one match I had where you you both looked like you were going to die at the end of it like you both looked <laughs> like you were going to die and it was a great match but like please don't die on my telly I'm just waiting. You know, I, that's the thing. I feel like I'm waiting for something I care about from him. And um, big boy season versus Christian, I'm not sure that's it. The Taz stable to me just feels like it has not gelled or connected. And I don't think the FTW belt helps them. It makes them seem like people who showed up every week and snuck into the show, but they don't really work there. I don't know why. I feel like they're just a bunch of kids that showed up and brought their friend's dad, one of them's older brother or their uncle or something, and they're like, if we just hang around enough, they're going to let us work here. And that's not (laughs) fair because they're all super talented dudes, but to me, they just don't gel into the roster or the storylines as well as some of the others.
1: Hmm.
2: Uh, Maybe it's because they don't feel like they were on WCW in the 90s, even though some of them were. (laughs) But I don't know. I I mean, it's my AEW blind spot that constantly causes problems for me and you, our listeners.
1: If you have anything you would like to say about what we've discussed so far, the conversation continues on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Discord. Uh, When we come back, we're going to talk about the woman whose shoulders Sasha and Bianca proudly stand upon up next on Tights and Fights.
2: Are you riddled with guilt over your TBR
1: pile? Are you filled with shame about a book that you just can't seem to finish? Are you having regrets because grad school killed your love of reading? We're Reading Glasses, and we're here to help. I'm Mallory. And I'm Bria. Let us absolve you of all your reading guilt. Stuck on a book you don't like? We'll help you dump it. Can't figure out what to read next? We'll recommend something in your wheelhouse. Can't decide where to buy your books from? We'll point you in the right direction. No matter what you read or how you read it, we'll help you do it better. Reading Glasses, every Thursday on Maximum Fun.
0: Tights and Fights Podcast. Tights and Fights.
1: Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Danielle Radford and I'm joined today by... Lindsay Kelk. All right, so this week we're going to give one corner of the wrestling world some extra attention. This is our main event. Let's get
0: ready to rock.
1: All that slipping they did on Raw, what? <laughs> anyway, uh, we're, so we're still in the afterglow of Bianca Belair versus uh, Sasha Banks, which is one of the best WrestleMania matches of all time. It's in the script, but I'm also fucking saying it. Don't Ooh. at me. <laughs> and there is one woman who both of them, they cited as a major inspiration for them. Someone who paved their way and made it so that all this was possible and let them shine. And that is Naomi. Like really, how much do y'all think a person could take? But I tell you what, all that stops now because i'm over it i think people have taken my kindness for weakness for way too long so i'm not waiting or asking for a chance anymore i'm taking it
2: i'm gonna cry during the segment aren't oh, we're I? all gonna that cry we're all gonna cry it was a mistake putting my contact lenses in because they're coming out they're coming oh god i'm out. my contacts too we are so fucked we fucked up what did we do today we fucked up <laughs>
1: Fucked up. No. So we're gonna get into a bunch of details about her, but first, Kelk, what do you think of when you first think of Naomi?
2: Genuinely, as soon as I think of her, it makes me smile. I know that's a weird first response, but it's like I don't think of a move or a wrestling or any I just it makes me happy because she is pure sunshine and joy. Mm. Any version of her, like on in a match, on screen, in a booster role on total divas like there is not a version of naomi that does not bring me joy and that is not an easy task for a human because i have a dark dark little art uh and she is just glorious i don't think there's anything she can't do and i love her how, how do you feel about Naomi? i mean you've said so much
1: um there were no lies in anything you said naomi is one of those performers like you know you're gonna, she's gonna show up and she's gonna do the work and she's gonna like, in the beginning of her career, she already obviously had all of the potential in the world. And so to watch her grow into this, not just like badass fucking wrestler who has really good ideas, let us not forget, she pitched the glow forever. Um, But she, she has, she just, she radiates just like joy and, and so much of that is just on her. And yeah, I loved her on Toad Steves. I love her in everything. My favorite thing One of my favorite things is about four times a year, Black Twitter rediscovers Naomi and they're like, who (laughs) the fuck is this? And how have I never heard of her? And so then like all of my wrestling combines into like a beautiful thing because it's not you look usually when Black Twitter is talking about wrestling, it's something bad. Um, So it's uh, like that always brings me like so much, so much joy. Um, that and the fact that she does a whole routine before she does a match and no one could keep up with,
2: no one can do that. She's the only person who could give us a whole show. Her husband who tried to do it that one time. And I was gassed when he got to the ring.
1: (laughs) Oh, it was so funny. They did. I forget which, show it was on the networks for, for the listeners. I forget what show it was, but they did a show where they had her and, uh, Jimmy do their, it's Jimmy, right? Yeah. Uh, they had them do each other's intro- intros just to kind of see like what it was. It wasn't on Toad Steve, should have been on Toad Steve's, but it was on something else because their cuteness, uh, you can so port cute. that to any system. And so they
2: did that and at the end of it, he was just like, you do this every time. <laughs> so, I think yeah. that's what spurred on his fitness. <laughs> I really do, like when, they, when the Usos went on their fitness kick and got mega ripped, uh, I think I think it was connected. <laughs> I think it was connected. Yeah, it's how she's not blown up after that. And I don't mean
1: blown up in like oh. the, the, I mean it in the wrestling way. Yeah. Like how she's not a dead human yeah. at the end of that. A cardio, just a on
2: that a cardio on that woman. The cardio on that woman. The endurance.
1: Um, so most people first saw, we'll, we'll take it back from the beginning. Most people probably first saw Naomi when she was part of the Funkadelics um, with Cameron and with that dude. Um, Funkadactyls,
2: Funkadactyls The
1: Funkadactyls, yes Uh, Who never played second fiddle To anybody on Fox News uh, In
2: my world No, Uh, they didn't But they did do a really good dance To an amazing song Do you remember (laughs) when they teased That he was coming, that Frodo's Play was coming And they teased it and teased it and teased it Like he was going to be some giant monster
0: I am the fall of humanity. I am the monster underneath your bed. I am the beginning. I am the end. It was like Broder's Clay's gonna eat your fucking children. Yeah!
2: <laughs> and,
1: and then, then, then he was Barney. This and then happened. He... <laughs> <And> oh my <laughs> god. is on our road.
2: <laughs> oh, I oh can't God. hear it without okay, doing the Here we the go, dance.
0: Here it goes. It comes the most part.
2: Look at it. Like with the pom poms. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> you do the arms. You gotta do the dinosaur oh. arms.
1: I wish that this was a visual <laughs> podcast sometimes.
2: Oh, we're gonna use so this. Great. We have to. So great. Of course, this is the week we didn't wear makeup. Of course, course this is the week we're at our (laughs) Lindsay Kel. You're (sighs)
1: at your cutest. You've hit your. It was amazing. It just makes me
2: so happy.
0: They had that song. I think that they had it for a character named the Cat Once Upon a Time, and they definitely were squatting on it forever because they're like, "So one day we're gonna write this character, and we're gonna have him come out." And and he came out like once or twice that song before he never showed up again, and they kept it because they were like. We need to write a character around this one day, and I think it might have been well worth it. It very much. My favorite thing
2: about that tune is in that they made Xavier Woods come out to it when he started too, but he just went with it and did his amazing dancing, and it was perfect. And they like New Day could reclaim New Day could reclaim Somebody Called My Mama, and it would be amazing. but I just remembered, yeah, they did all those crazy vignettes and that he was going to be this terrifying monster that was going to decimate and destroy WWE. And then he came out to somebody called my mama with his dancers. Um, <laughs> and then it turned out that at least one of the dancers was far more talented than he. Um, Oof. And, and I, that's not a slur against Ariane. She just, you know, Cameron's Cameron and she does her Cameron thing. And that's all we need to say about Cameron, who no longer works there. But yeah. Naomi was a shining star, a shining star. Yep, from like day one. And that was also, so when that
1: happened, that was also the run where you could first see her on Total Divas, where you actually got to see her personality. I love Naomi on Total Divas. I hate when Naomi is not on Total Divas. because <laughs> typically, Same. Yeah, it's like, it it makes me unhappy. And I, the number one complaint I would hear from people is like, there's not enough drama with Naomi and that's, and I'm like, that's not, that's a bonus. Naomi's there to like, shake her head at these wild girls.
2: Yep. Naomi's um, there to be mom. Naomi's, Naomi's mom and dad. Like, that's why she's on Total Divas. I, I honestly. She's like mature. Yeah. Yeah. She's like a human. She is one of the characters on Total Divas that I think, I think the show has benefited the most. I have learned so much more about her from the show. When you think how long she's been on WWE and she was pre-Give Divas a Chance. Like she has been there mm-hmm. during the Diva era, which was not good for her because she didn't fit the Diva mold and she was too talented to play pillow fights. So that was a problem. The idea that she was got on Total Divas, the fact she got on Total Divas and we got to see those other sides of her and we got to see her professional struggles as much as her personal, to me was such a gift because like you said about the glow title and her glow entrance we got to see all of that play out on total divas we got to see how much she believed in herself and the chances she took on herself Mm -hmm. we got to see all of the work that she did that you would never have time to see on the show itself and i just love her so much i love her so much and just every time she's on total divas like lights up that screen Mm -hmm. i just genuinely a positive human being Yeah, like I, we got enough
1: of the drama with the like, will they and won't they with Nicole and John. I liked that it was like we were a family that settled and like, okay, our drama today might be that I'm trying to build something in the back, you know, I'm 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 build or Jimmy's trying to build something and I do it better or you know who can open this pickle jar or whatever. Like (laughs) it it was like such small stakes, but I loved that. I loved that we had like that family.
2: We did. I mean, when we did get to see you know, the difficulties around their wedding, we got to see that Rikishi's a giant racist piece of shit, uh, which was real awkward and real difficult when he was like, I don't know if he's going to come to the wedding. And you were like, oh, I don't know how I feel about this one. That was weird and tough to watch because we love Naomi so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, how dare you do this to our precious Naomi? She's just a total gift on total gift, not total divas total naomi (laughs) gets. i just i love her so much i don't this is where the crying starts because i'm starting to get mad and i want to go and watch all of her episodes of total divas right now oh
1: we're getting to the crying because next uh we've got when naomi and cameron they wind up uh going their separate paths um and then naomi joined up with tamina and then a little later sasha and then that became uh team bad which was supposed to be sasha's introduction because remember that's when uh for for those who uh don't remember or uh, are new to wrestling. When they introduced the Four Horsewomen, they did it by having them all join these, I almost said join these pods. I am (laughs) way too, Zoom has ruined everything. They they had them join breakaway groups. (laughs) um, But yeah, so uh, they had them all join different factions and that was the faction that Sasha joined up to. So they were, um, it was the three of them uh, together. We got some unfinished business with the Bellas
2: and with Paige. That's right, Naomi and Tamini. You should be out here. You should be taking your place, and I'm so glad that you are. But you know what? There's someone else who thinks a lot like you do. Somebody who also isn't afraid to stand up for themselves and to seize the opportunity and to seize that moment. Someone who calls herself the boss she is the current NXT Women's Champion, Sasha Banks!
0: I can't believe this. Oh, man. Becky Lynch, Charlotte, and now Sasha
1: Banks. The only thing about that that I didn't like, and I get why you do it, because this is how you do it, In any time you're dealing with factions, was when there was that, like, well, which one is going to be the superior? Is Mm -hmm. it going to be Sasha or is it going to be um, Naomi? And they kind of tease that. I'm trying to remember. This was so long ago, and I have uh, mashed potato for brains, so I'm trying to remember if um, I don't think they went very far with that. I think that just everyone they stopped just kind of doing. It just the went factions, away, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it just, just went, went away. away,
2: and I mean, also, it's really deeply annoying that they did that primarily with these guys because it's like you know, Paige, Becky, and Charlotte. They all came out of it pretty good at the time, and it's not. You know, we know why. We know why they put all the women of color in one group and we know why only one of them was allowed to shine. And We we know why. Um, But Naomi continues to shine regardless because she's the Mm -hmm. greatest. I love whenever they are confronted with each other and they always bring out the unity, which always Uh. makes me so happy. (laughs) I'm like, you guys. Because they know. They know they were separated too soon and they know they were played against each other and that's bullshit. But the thing here is, Naomi was always going to be a solid base and Tamina too like give Tamina her due always because Tamina always does the job that she's asked to do and shows up for it but they were such a solid base for Sasha to jump off from they gave her so much strength uh, for her to be able to shine and show what she could do and that was the point I mean they were the frame for her picture to an extent. And maybe that's not fair, but it was the job they were asked to do and they did it.
0: Do do you guys remember how they would do the crossovers with New Day? How it was a bad Uh, day and everything. That was so great.
2: I just... They would wear each other's gear. Give me me that Peacock show, you know? Give me the (laughs) Bad Day Peacock show. I would enjoy that. I I, I felt bad because it did push Naomi back. It pushed Naomi into the background somewhat at this point, Mm -hmm. as they did with all of the women that had been there for time when they brought in the new class Um, but Naomi is someone who has suffered that time and time and time again which sucks that she gets pushed to the side like you say until it's not only black twitter that discovers naomi once every couple of years i feel like vince does too he's like "Who oh, is this woman and it's like it's the same woman she's just changed her hair and he's like let's put her on tv and it's like it i once again it is the same woman she has just changed her hair uh, <laughs> and whatever it takes you know like he didn't know that luke gallows was festus that's fine <laughs> like he didn't realize it was the same person that's okay just give them their opportunity She did what she had to do and she did it exceedingly well because that's how she does things. That's how she does
1: things. That's how she does everything. So she knew that she needed something. She needed to, as they say, uh, grab the brass ring or, you know. Whatever. I hate that saying so much. But I feel like no one, I feel like people only use it to deride it. So I feel good about it. But she knew that there was like the way to get ahead was she had to have an extra thing. So for years, she pitched this extra thing. And then finally, Naomi moves to SmackDown and gives us her entrance, which is one of the best entrances in wrestling, period, point blank. Don't argue with me about it. Ever, ever. Uh, (laughs) so they remixed her music which is her actually singing I believe which is dope Uh, we had like a whole era of that where people were trying to sing their own entrances it's not for everyone but her and
2: we saw that on Total Divas when the Bellas tried to sing their own entrances not for everyone not everyone has every skill that's okay you know uh,
1: we're we're all special unicorns with the only th- with the things that we can do. But so yeah, they remixed her music. We did the black lights, the neon, and all of the feel the glow stuff. Of course, I already loved it because I love Naomi and because it's such a like dynamic like you will pay attention to whomever is coming out mm-hmm. of that ring when mm-hmm. that entrance starts. You can't do anything else. You can't look away. But also, I obviously like it because it was a reference to The Last Dragon, and I love the, sh- the movie The Last Dragon. Um, <laughs> I just do. I just love it. Um,
2: so what did you think about the first time that you got to see The Glow? The Feel the Glow entrance is an exception to a rule for me because I don't generally like extended entrances. I don't like long theatrical entrances because i just want someone to come up and hit you in the back of the head with fire extinguisher and put you down like i'm like you're asking for it for me like I'm like this. it's dumb, like going
1: into the uh, performance center parking lot right like, exactly why are you doing it's it?
2: a carrion cross entrance it's there's just like you're asking for someone to come out and smash you in the face and that someone should be me in that instance but anyway um it, it, as I say, this is the one that breaks. This is the uh, the one that proves the rule because I love this entrance. And I do remember the first time seeing it going like, this is taking a minute. But then by the second time, I was like, it is a May, yay, yay, yay. So I love the song. <laughs> it just fits. It was fresh. It was new. It was interesting. It felt personal and individual and then when we got to see how it was put together on total divas obviously i was just like she worked so hard you guys she worked so hard to get caruso to watch this and approve it uh fuck Caruso, <laughs> fuck caruso and i say that as someone who has met and spoken with caruso fuck that guy yeah i i love that entrance it's made her it's absolutely 100 percent made her because you know what she is before she even starts uh remember how long we all asked for a glow title and then we got one. I would like to own the glow title. If I could choose any title, I know everyone was like, Winged Eagle. No, give me my glow belt. <laughs> I swear to God, give me. That was the only part of when I saw Captain Marvel in the movies that I was like, bullshit. And the whole movie, to some people, you could have called that. But when Captain Marvel is trying her different options for her, Uh, uniform with the little kid with little baby Monica Mm. and um they have the feel the glow Captain Marvel and Monica's like nah I'm like fuck you fuck that there's not a kid alive (laughs) that wouldn't have said be the neon Naomi Captain Marvel because we Mm. all love that shit um and I don't feel that way about that belt until I die it was so cool it was so cool I'm
1: trying to think there's been so many belt modifications There have been some that were like, okay, like this really fits like where you're at as a character. I'm trying to think if there has ever been one that's as cool. And I, for me personally, I don't think there has ever been a belt at, like a signature belt that was cooler than that. Maybe on the same level, but not
2: cooler. Like, don't Um, get me wrong. I love the Daniel Bryan eco belt. It made me chuckle. I made you your own because I loved it (laughs)
1: so much. But do I I love it. it
2: as much as Feel the Glow? Absolutely not. Absolutely not the coolest belt ever It
1: is so cool and it was her idea and she's so smart so naomi says she doesn't really see herself doing this forever which is like i think that that's just a smart thing for a wrestler to to constantly be thinking about what do i do when i can no longer do this thing or when i no longer want to do this thing naomi's gonna want kids someday she's gonna want time away um she keeps coming back for the rumble and as a regular presence on shows she's young too like she's only 33 which back in wrestling years used to mean like seventy three, but now we've got like all kinds of good training and doctors, and and we're not just like you know drugging people to the gills with stuff to keep them <laughs> you know a certain size. Do you think that she might get another run at the belts, like another big run at the belts, or do you think that this is this might be it?
2: I'm Realistically, she does. yeah. I mean, I live in hope, but I. I don't know realistically I don't know there's so much talent coming up coming through I think she stands a better chance at getting the tags yeah and I think she would be an amazing tag team champion I think she could really make that tag mean something which it doesn't always feel like it does because they haven't done the best job with it that's a different episode um i think it's getting her with the right partner i don't know if lana is, <laughs> is the right partner yeah. i enjoy lana and naomi but i don't take them seriously um and i do take naomi seriously so i don't know i i see that she's having fun i see she's having a good time i want that for her i don't know what they do with her belt wise and that's just because mm-hmm. I don't immediately see it and I can't plan as far ahead as they've planned ahead. Um, right. They should, because like we would get the feel-good moment again. It would be Kofi-mania again. It would be Bianca-mania again. Um, I, I just don't see it. And I think partly because I know uh, WWE have an aversion to putting belts on people who are, what they consider, injury-prone. But the right. thing with Naomi that I think is very interesting, and one of the reasons I love her so much, and I'm about to get on my feminist box, so, like, feel free to skip ahead if you're trash. Um, (laughs) But Naomi represents so much of what it means to be a woman, and that's only for me. I know for, like, her, for people of color, for women of color specifically, she means even more because she represents even more in a way that she can't even represent for me. But Mm -hmm. to see her struggle through, she's talked so publicly about her endometriosis and her fertility struggles and her female health struggles that has meant so much to me because that's something I struggle with and something I live with. And it's like to be able to be an athlete through that Mm -hmm. is insane. And when she was away the last time and I saw people being like, Oh, she's pregnant, she's pregnant. And it's like, no, she has to have an operation on her uterus to make it work because it's causing her so much pain and you have no idea what what she's going through. Like it's so agonizingly painful. Um, And that's another reason why I think she's so important to Total Divas because she she tells that story and I'm going to cry again. But it's like genuinely like a huge thing and it's something we don't talk about as a society. It's something that women haven't even really talked that much about until recently. She is such an unsung hero and if she is not a first fucking round Hall of Fame pick when she leaves... I'll I'll do nothing, but I'll be very upset about it, Danielle. I will like, go to social media, and I shall make my um, my my <laughs> displeasure known. I poo poo at you, WWE. Yeah, poo-poo. a curse on all your houses, like, and you have loads of them. They've got loads of houses. They have loads so. of houses.
1: And one great thing about Naomi is that no matter what, she is one of those people. And I think that WWE recognizes this too. And I think that when they recognize it, it can sometimes be to their own detriment. It doesn't matter if she goes away for a year two years. Yep. Naomi heats up the instant. Like, she will heat yep. back up. The you don't second have to worry about it. Her. Yep, as soon as you see her. So that was our, oh, oof. I made it without a contact <laughs> coming
2: out, you guys. I'm so happy. I'm proud of us. I'm very proud. Naomi wanted it. That's the thing. We owed it to Naomi to get through it. Yeah. And we yeah, delivered we for her. <laughs> and she hits people with her bum. And it's amazing. We Didn't even <laughs> mention that. I mean, we Jesus, didn't mention, didn't we didn't even mention, the, bop mention the rear view. She hits people with her bum, and it's great. Uh, <laughs> she's fun. She's fun to watch, you guys. Like, it never feels like a chore. Give her at everything. All. Give her
1: everything. If you've got any thoughts on more things that Naomi should get, which is everything, so we'll just assume that you're right there with us, Um, but let us know about them on all of our social media channels that you can find in the show notes. When we come back, we've got three things from the world of wrestling that you should know about. That's up next on Tights & Fights.
0: I'm Judge John Hodgman. And I'm bailiff Jesse Thorne. 10 years ago, I came on Jordan Jesse Go and judged my first dispute. Is chili a soup? It's a stew, obviously. The judge has dispensed a decade of justice. He's the one person wise enough to answer the really important questions. Like, should you hire a mime to perform at your own funeral?
2: After they cry, I want them to laugh.
0: Do you really need a tank full of jellyfish in your den? They smell like living creatures decaying. (laughs) Only if they are decaying. Yeah, which they will be. Real people, real justice, real comedy. Winner of the Webby Award for Best Comedy Podcast. The Judge John Hodgman Podcast, every Wednesday on MaximumFun.org. Tights and Bites Podcast. and
1: Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Danielle Radford and I'm joined today by... Lindsay Kelp. Hello. This Hello. week we want to end the show by sharing some of the joy of wrestling with you. This is The Three Count. One, two, three.
2: Three, two, three. All right, Kelka Kelk, what you got for me? I swear it's the last time I'm going to do it. I'm going to forbid myself from putting over Rhea Ripley uh, again for like the next six <laughs> no, months. No, no, I, I veto. I, I can't, can Veto. I? As soon as I do it, she'll do something amazing. Um, I am putting over the moment on NXT when all three women's champions were in the ring together, tapping titles, tapping them titles like they meant it, (laughs) looking each other in the eye and tapping titles. That's all I want out of life. The
0: SmackDown Women's Champion has arrived. Bianca Belair, who made him in night one of WrestleMania. From the origins of NXT, Two champions expect the unexpected every Tuesday here on NXT.
2: And I mean, and then you are going to add in the fact that Rhea Ripley's just destroying dickheads on Twitter. I've got to throw that in because I'm proud. Oh, it makes me so happy fun. every time I see it. Uh, I love those three women with all my heart. And it just genuinely, genuinely, after such a long period of wrestling, after AEW, NXT... Uh, takeover takeover smackdown mania mania raw nxt again i didn't know if i had feelings left and it turns (laughs) out there was a whole massive big bunch of feelings i hadn't found in the corner of the cupboard at the back when you really like have go up on the steps and put your hand way in the back there was just like a bunch of feelings
1: (laughs) that's beautiful thank you yeah no that is like exactly how I feel about that. That was such a great moment. Love the ladies. Well, wait, Julian, did you have anything you wanted to put over?
0: Yeah, I'm just going to keep it short and sweet. I am going to put over uh, Xavier Woods getting his rollerblades and uh, doing a little little uh, video on Twitter, posting it out there. I actually was one of those people that uh, found out about skating and decided to embrace my inner 15-year-old uh, throughout quarantine. So it's nice to see more people getting out there. It's always been fun like, going out and about and seeing everybody skate across, like, uh, different areas. Because I feel like when you're outside, you got to find a way to make it interesting at this point. So, yeah, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. happy that somebody else from wrestling found it, too.
1: Yeah, skating's having, like, a whole—the the 90s revival has reached skating, y'all. So <laughs> it, it is having a moment uh, that I cannot be a part of. I would like to uh, ruin everyone's medically. day
2: just before you save it. And the, I did see someone tweet recently that if they remade Austin Powers now at the same time— periods um austin powers today would be set in 1991 nope. and um, no, thank you wow. and i'm yeah gonna go with a big hard no <laughs> a big hard no thank you on that one this 90s revival is very upsetting oh, uh, so like enjoy it. those skates julian <laughs> um, some of us <laughs> have delicate wrists so everybody
0: does buy a wrist <laughs> card people don't i see people who are
2: first time on skates
0: and they don't put pads on don't be stupid come on
2: <laughs> well that's yes, all <laughs> that me
1: all right so for me i am putting over look occasionally every once in a while there is a movie or characters um, that fit the time that they're in that are able to move people and are able to inspire uh everyone who's able to to see it and everyone who loves movies um, these movies are able to reach out and touch you. They're movies that you walk away from forever changed. And of course, I'm talking about The Fast and the Furious 9, which is a movie I am very ready for. Uh, and and it stars uh, one Mr. John Cena with hair. And so I'd like to play a little clip of the one of the movies that's gonna do its part to bring us all together in this moment where we've had to be separated.
2: Jacob is. Dom's brother.
1: Been a long time, Dom. Little brother. You always say never turn your back on family, but you turned
2: your back on me. Now your little family is in my world. Do you think it was in his contract that he had to be smaller? than vin i don't know they
1: have like a contract where like everyone gets the equal amount of punches and kicks mm-hmm. i don't know what's going on with that fast and the furious contract but if you are not like part of the family family and you're just coming in uh just get, have your lawyer check it i mean will
2: check you. as i learned from the okay so full disclosure i've never seen a fast and the furious movie all the way through I know we're gonna skip the first three but we got to get you on for some reason I have seen the end of the one after Paul Walker die where he drives away Mm. I've seen that like a lot of times and I don't know why I think it's just always on USA before raw I think it's just always on USA pre-raw and that's the only time I've seen any Fast and Furious um what's the name from Game of Thrones is in them I saw that that made me happy in the trailer um Mm -hmm. but yeah Is everyone in the movie related? As someone who's never seen it, it was genuinely fascinating to me. I'm like, he's his brother. And I'm like, da-da-da-da. I was very (laughs) interested. There's a... Not everyone is related. They
1: they subscribe to the found family. Um, So there's like Dom and Letty and like Dom's sister, whose name I can't remember. Um, I think that she's in this, even though she's supposed to be married to Paul Walker's character. Look, the important thing is it's Tyrese in space. And if you can't... I should have just said that. I'm sorry. That's my bad. You're right. I... <laughs> he drives a car into fucking space. <laughs> Go back and watch that trailer.
2: I did enjoy the with the electrical tape. I really enjoyed the trailer. I don't know why I've never seen any of these movies. It's not on purpose. Yeah. I've never had a Big Mac either. I mean, I've just lived a very <laughs> sheltered life. Well, And I do feel like the two things are on the same level. Like, uh, <laughs> they are. And
1: as far as, as far as cultural Americana, and also in, in terms of everything else, but yeah, we'll we'll fix that. We'll get you we'll get you a good Thank one. You. We, will not, we will not bore you with one Thank of the you. first ones. And so that does it for this episode of Tights and Fight. This week, your hosts were me, Danielle Rackford, and Lindsay Kelk. Hello. I like when people say their own names. I feel like I
2: have power. <laughs> <laughs> you say your name. You say your name. Uh, is ooh, anything that we want the audience to know about this week? Um, I feel like we did a really good job of not being super horny when Papa Hal wasn't here. So if you want to tell him we did a good job. I'd appreciate that he's on social media at Hal Loveland go follow him I'm on social media at Lindsay Kelk where you can follow me and you can buy Cinders and Sparks Magic at Midnight my first children's book which is out now or get it from your library I mean make them get it and then someone someone bought it so either way works for me really (laughs) Um, but it's out and it's it's funny and it's nice and um, I swear it's not about wrestling and there's no swearing in it at all which is like a huge deal for me a huge deal (laughs) All
1: Kelk no swears. Like it, I like it, I like it. Um, for me, it's just like my usual uh, go check out the honest trailers. We've got them coming out. We're working on some some really cool ones coming up here in the next couple of months. I'm really excited for folks to see. Um, our producer Julian Burrell hopes no one got sick at WrestleMania. Fucking seriously. They, they did though. They happen. did, it though. Already happened. I saw they them did. tweeting about it. They did, they did
2: though.
1: Wear your man. Uh, senior producer at Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music, so we are putting him over for that. Make sure to keep up with us all week long on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Links to all of those are in our show notes. And if you love what we do, please remember to hit those five stars on Apple Podcasts and share us with all of your friends. Thank you again so much to all of the Max Fun members who make the show possible. We could not do this without your support, without um, all of those things. So we really appreciate that. Uh, we also have a shirt if you want another way to support us. Um, and you can get our name on your titties. Wow, that sounded wrong. Um, <laughs> but, and yet true and accurate. And yet true and accurate. So we do have a shirt. Uh, I like it. It's cute. And we'll be back next week for more, you guessed it, wrestling.
0: Ties and Bites Podcast. Ties and Bites. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.